SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. Don't believe us. Never turn us off. You'll see. Keep listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Live from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. We have been working tirelessly with Aaron and his representation to resolve the issues he has raised this offseason, and we remain hopeful for a positive resolution. I think fans are frustrated with the situation. I think they pox on both houses, uh, us and Aaron, but we've been in constant communication. It's obviously months, and, uh, you know, I'm hopeful that uh, we'll have it all resolved. Do you think this will be his final year in Green Bay? Because a lot of people feel that way today. Boy, it's hard to look at the writing on the wall and think that's not the case. Uh, I think the Packers need to do something exceptional this year and maybe something out of the ordinary. Aaron Rodgers, quite frankly, is, you know, he's looking at the last few holes of his back nine of his career. And if he feels like this year the Packers don't go all in, that just might be all the sign that he needs to leave. Okay, so after all the machinations and all the soap opera talk, Aaron Rodgers shows up at training camp with Green Bay. You know, gazillions of dollars just don't grow, grow on trees. And, you know, you're going to retire and then take a year off and come back. I guess you could do it. He's already made a fortune. But don't kid yourself. Money still talks. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Chris Bavona, our producer back in New York. We're in Vegas, Stevie and I. Series 204 of the Sports Grid Radio Network. So, Rogers plays with the Packers. Let's get on with our lives. That was a soap opera. Wake up first thing this morning. NHL free agency starts tomorrow. We'll, we'll get into this more in just a little bit. Vinny Maliulo, legendary bookmaker here in Las Vegas, will join us in the next segment. Mark andre Fleury got traded to the Chicago Blackhawks for a bag of pucks, basically. They shed $7 million in cap space. The word is Flurry didn't know about it, that he found out on Twitter, and that's completely on the Golden Knights organization, and it's not like they haven't done this kind of stuff before. So from a PR perspective, a disaster. But it, we had called it a soap opera here, $12 million, two goaltenders, and okay, it leads to something probably means the Golden Knights are in on a Jack Eichel trade, or maybe they're looking at a Gabriel Landeskog in free agency. Free agency kicks in tomorrow at noon Eastern. And there's a deadline on the Eichel trade now because free agency kicks in tomorrow at noon Eastern. The summation of this, and we're not going to get into flurry now. We'll, we'll talk about that with Vinny. The point is, Stevie, sports is a business in all the feelings, hurt feelings from fans. It's all forgotten if you win. 
That's what it comes down to. Did you win? Do you win? Is your team better? Now, you can take Aaron Rodgers. You can disagree with his stance. You can't say a bad word about Mark Andre Fleury. He's one of the nicest guys in the world. But the point is, the topic is, there are bad guys who've done bad things that teams trade for or sign, and they ain't good guys. At the end of the day, if fans' teams are winning, even with the air quotes, bad guy, they could care less. I mean, so there's a level of hypocrisy all over the place with fans, with management, with teams, with players. You tell it's sports, it's entertainment. But it gives us something to talk about. It's, it's entertainment, but it's also a, a billion-dollar industry. All, Money. All, all That's what leagues. it starts with. So it, you, you talk about winning in sports and winning in business. Um, and, you, and you're right, Brian. You know, there are – I've worked with people I didn't get along with, but they Hello. were their job. No, you we, know? we so, love each other. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, here, here, here's the thing. You, you talk about Flurry had to find out on Twitter. In business – and, and, and in sports, sports is a business, you need to treat the people that you're working with with respect because if you don't treat them correctly, that will also bite you in the butt down the road. So I, I, I get that, you know, things need to be done sometimes that are unpopular, but, but treat those individuals with the respect that they deserve. Uh, otherwise, that's, again, it's, it's going to cost you at some point. I mean, this thing around here, believe me, this city is up in arms this morning with, with Flurry at it. He's such a wonderful person, big in the community, the, the whole nine yards. He's beloved. And a hell of a goaltender. Yeah. But the we'll, best we'll, the winner. We'll Hello. Get, we'll get involved. It's not like that's the first time it's happened. Uh, no, 20 I, years ago to the day, Dominic Hasek got the Vesna winner, got traded for Slava Kozlov in a first-round draft pick. Vegas sent this guy packing and didn't get anything. It was just a salary dump. Correct. That, if that doesn't speak volumes to the plight of sports today in a salary cap era where a guy you would believe decent value, he's not a spring chicken, gets you nothing because you've painted yourself into a corner Bingo. with a salary cap problem. It's also on the nights. It's not just a salary cap But, issue. again, it comes down to dollars. Right. And it's money talks. You've money got dictates everything. you got to manage that salary cap correctly. All right. Hey, we'll be interested to get Vinny Maliulo's take on this. And maybe you get a feel for, you know, it, honestly, people around here are just, they're up in arms. And, but it, tomorrow or later today, they make a big trade and some new fish is in here. Oh, wait a minute. You put a Band-Aid on the PR head wound. All right, we're coming back. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Series 204, the Sports Good Radio Network. Took you long enough to get here, Sporto. Now- SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Leaves up ahead on the far side and a shot. No! Rebound! Oh, a diving! Glove saved by Flurry! He went airborne back to his left and saved the goal. Funny. This is radio, so I couldn't see that. But I'll guarantee you that was the save against Toronto, which was an incredible save. Marc-Andre Fleury, who was kind of the face of the Golden Knights when they came into the league and then has turned into just a wonderful player and a bright face in the community who's beloved by the people here in Las Vegas as he was in Pittsburgh. Well, you wake up this morning, sports is indeed a business in a salary cap era, Marc-Andre Fleury. Now, it had been speculated that they had $12 million in goaltenders, Leonard and Fleury. Didn't work this year, so you got to get more scoring. From a dollars aspect of it, yes, it makes sense. Leonard's the younger guy. But the guy wins the Vesna Trophy. You basically get a bag of pucks back for him. They just shed $7 million. But the problem was, from a PR perspective, they didn't even tell him. And he found out on Twitter. And we already had the goalie soap opera where his agent had the dagger in his back last year in the bubble. So that soap opera continues. Now we wait and see what the next shoe to drop is. Does that mean Vegas is in on Jack Eichel or a big free agent signing? Vinny Maliulo joins us, our good friend. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Always throw in Vinny Maliulo can join us from LVDC. Gone gaming. You can catch him out at the South Point all the time. Vin, I was trying to explain to the people, and I think anybody gets it out there, this guy was loved in this community. So it, it hurts when a, when a beloved son goes. But they have not around here had to deal with this that much with this team. No, they they've not, Ryan. And uh, good to be with you and Stevie and and uh, and the listeners. No, no doubt about it. They they really made. He became the the face of the franchise. There's no doubt about it. And the short history of this team. And let's remember, they've they've only played four seasons. Uh, had a lot of success, and that a lot of that success was due to to Mark Andre Fleury's goalkeeping and. What he's meant to the community, uh, his personality, just the way he's become a part of the community and raising his family here and things like that. So, yeah, you know, there's a there's a true attachment to him, and there's folks around the country that can relate to these types of things. You know, when you get a beloved player uh, that's traded, or you know, look at the, the real extreme. I mean, look at the, the Raiders. The Raiders, uh, you know, totally left town. So it's hard. It's hard on the fans. I think the the biggest issue is what you said, uh, and that is. The way he found out, um, uh, just this this ownership, this management team has. While it is a business, there's a way to to, to go about it, and uh, they've proven to be pretty heartless <laughs> in some of the things they've done. I mean, oh, it will eventually gonna make bite the, in the uh, butt. This 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 is going to make the Nate Schmidt uh, trade last year. Uh, just absolutely pale in comparison. And again, I get that the business side of it and seven million dollar cap. But here's the other thing: you you trade him for, and, and this is not a knock on uh, Mikhail Hakarainen, but he, he's a minor league, not a center, because God knows that you know they, they need center scoring to develop. 
He's a, another forward. I mean, you look and you say, well, wait a minute. What what, no. what does this mean? So it's just an unloading of $7 million in cap space. Um, whether it's Eichel or somebody else, we knew that the Golden Knights were going to be uh, you know, busy in this in this off season. I think this is only the, the beginning too. I mean, there's going to be uh, there's going to be other changes to this team, and um, but this is the one that's really going to going to linger. And uh, you're, you're already seeing uh, the reaction uh, here in the in in the local community. And it's a hell of a pickup for the the Blackhawks, who are you know transitioning now to. Uh, it, you know, it may be. Team, you know, <laughs> it if, may if be. He plays, if he plays, if he plays, you know, because yeah. he's contemplating retirement. Yeah, I get and, it. I get it. And I personally think he he still believes he's got two good years in him. I think he does have two good years. And just like we saw with Aaron Rodgers, he showed up today. So cooler heads may prevail because the one thing I would say from Flurry's perspective, he is climbing the ladder. From a legacy perspective, fourth all-time in career wins, he's got a real opportunity to keep going up that ladder. I envision at some point, you know, he probably shows up. But when you talk about it being a, Vinny, a business, Vinny, listen, you better have capologists and number crunchers and manage yourself or you're going to run into problems. And I would guarantee you this revisionist history and nobody sitting there staring at this at the time when it happened. When Flurry got the contract extension at $7 million per season, the Golden Knights know the rules better than anybody. Now you sit here and you read the rules go, oh, I get what they were doing. A, you rewarded him for taking you to the finals for the first year. But the fact is he's now 36. So they said, hey, we signed him to this contract. And then when we decide to move on, you know, so be it, we can move him. Or... If we say we move him and he's got a no-trade clause, but he decides to retire, provided that contract was in effect before he reached age 35, which it was barely, then there are no penalties. So they knew the rules when they signed the contract a couple of years ago. And these are things that, that nobody thinks about until it all comes to fruition. No, we're in a we're in a, uh, a win-now society. Everything is an immediate uh has an immediacy to it, and and sports is no exception to it. They, they, they've not done a good job managing the cap. We saw that last year. I mean, it it it, it took it uh, it showed its its head last year when they wound up, you know, shorthanded uh, in in you know down the stretch. Right? Let's face it. Uh, they they frankly the team. Brian, we've talked about the the fan base here being spoiled, and you know this is still an expansion franchise, but it's had so much success that people have come to expect great things out of them and understandably so it's a good team right let's face it so you know but the fact of the matter is uh while you know you can you could say that the fans got caught up in uh in in a lot of the headlines and success well you you start to wonder if 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 the management team has done the same now i'm sure you know do they have a plan their plan has gotten more complicated not just uh you know, from the uh, the cap perspective, but from the PR perspective as well. And, you know, they say, well, listen, it'll pass, and you know, winning will solve all that. But okay, well, what are they doing? I mean, you really, you know, so you have this seven million now. What what do you you know what you how are you addressing the 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 rest of the needs? And now you've also got a continuity issue with uh, with with some changes that are going to continue changes, more changes that are going to be coming. Well, the, the, and those changes are probably spending that seven million now, Vinny. Right? They're gonna they're gonna bring in another hired gun. 
Well, they're going to have to, but the, the you know the, the hired gun is you know is I'm, I'm not so sure Eichel is uh, is the answer. You know, I mean, you know, his injury uh, situation there. I think it's a combination of things as well. So, I, I think what you're seeing is a revamping uh, of 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 the Golden Knights, and it's obviously starting uh, with uh, with trader Mark Andre Fleury. So again. I don't know a lot about uh, Mikhail Hakkarinen, but uh, no, I think, he's nothing. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, the poor kid. No knock on him. Yeah, he's, no, he's but, a throw. He's an ECHL player. It yeah, was one so of those he, deals that, that happened before, where Vegas made a deal once for nothing, and the league said, "No, something's got to come back." They just threw this kid in. I mean, well, that's just that's just. I'm just saying. So this was just a clear of a cat. You mean to tell me you couldn't get more? I know. Doesn't a trophy winner? I mean, it's just Pittsburgh well, wants some decision. You know, I agree. Well, but again, free agencies tomorrow at noon, maybe times. The thing is, it will not shock me if in the next two hours, Kelly McCrimmon's meeting with the media in an hour. Or no, excuse me, in a half an hour. But it wouldn't shock me if something happened later today. But without doubt, first thing tomorrow, to A, get beyond the PR aspect of this. But this was a move that dictated a move that's about to happen. Vinny Maliulo's joining us. Our good friend LVDC takes care of all the horse players of the paramutual industry in the state of Nevada. Does great work. Our pal over at VSIN and, of course, out of the South Point. Joins us every Tuesday. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Coming back with Vin in a moment. Keep it right here. Sirius 204 Sports Group Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius Channel 204, along the Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot, thrilled to be with you and always excited when our pal Vinny Maliulu can join us at Vincent Vinny on Twitter. And Vinny, before we get into football, you do yeoman's work uh, at LVDC on the horse racing front. We got the Breeders' Cup coming up at Del Mar. Saratoga and Del Mar are running. The sports books in Nevada, packed crowds now. I know all the vacation people here getting a little break, trying to make their way down for a day or two down to Del Mar. With the Haskell recently, Vinny, what's going on in million-dollar graded stakes races with DQs? You literally had to put someone over the rail in the past to get DQ'd. We've had a derby DQ. We have a derby that's still in the courts. And then the same horse that's going to win the Derby in the courtroom wins the Haskell by disqualification. That's craziness. Uh, yeah, I've never seen it, uh, especially in such high-profile races, concentrated the way it has been, Bryce. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. Is it an anomaly, or are they looking for, for something specific? I, I don't know. Well, I, think but, they were, uh, I think they were all good calls. I have no beef with Well, it probably had to, had to happen. I get it. But, you, you know, the... The fact that it's happening in such high-profile rate, um, and maybe that's the case. Maybe they're just looking at it with more scrutiny. Uh, you know, they took so much heat from uh, from the Derby situation 
uh, a few years back, and of course, you know, with the DQ this year uh, because of the failed drug test. So uh, this is this is horse racing, in my opinion, anyway. It's, it's horse racing's way of saying, listen, you know, we we're going to really value uh, as they should the integrity of these races, and they want uh, they want clean horses and clean races. So I think that's got us uh, quite a bit to do with it. Del Mar should be a wonderful venue. I think they get another kick at it. They did a great job uh, when they had it there previously. But it's a fun time of year. The babies are popping up. The two-year-olds are running, and some of them are unbelievable. And we start looking ahead to uh, the Kentucky Derby. So anyway, the summer meets. Yeah. There's really something cool about Saratoga and Del Mar. It's just a lot of well, fun. Well, yeah, Brian. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, we are, we're all going to get down there at some point down to, down to Del Mar, of course, uh, you know, Bob Baffert's going to have his uh, his stable. Uh, uh, it's there already, and they needed to have that because they're, obviously they're struggling for field sizes in California. So he'll be running there. He's going to be running uh, horses at Saratoga too. That uh, that was ruled in his favor uh, there. So you want to pay attention. There's some great races, the Travers, the Pacific Classic, but uh, you know, guys like us pay close attention to the uh, to the two year old races because you start building. Uh, you know, your your Derby, you you love your Derby futures, your Oaks futures. You start to kind of get in a little bit of early intel on these on these youngsters, these three year olds that are gonna are they gonna uh, they're gonna turn three. Uh, but uh, you want to pay attention to those races now because they mean a lot come Breeders' Cup time, and then of course uh, getting ready for uh, next uh, next spring's Derby and Oaks. Vinny wanted to get your thoughts on the possibility of Oklahoma and Texas moving to the SEC if that happens. What are the ramifications for the entirety of college football? Well, you're going to obviously have a uh, a super super conference, Stevie. I mean, you've got that's probably going to come in conjunction with an expanded playoff, right? So the uh, the ripple effect is that the SEC is in in, in the strongest position of any conference. Um, does the Big Twelve still exist? Or do, does it dissolve and the the rest of the teams get absorbed uh, by the other uh, the other uh, power five uh, powers uh, conferences, right? So uh, the Big Ten is probably in the second best position. I mean, obviously the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and uh, the ACC have to react to this. But you're you know it, you got two two more powerhouses. Uh, and especially Oklahoma this year, who's drawn some attention as, as far as being a, a playoff team and a national uh, contender, Texas rebuilding with Sarkeesian now. The ripple effect of this is going to be uh, an absolute super conference uh, in, in terms of the SEC. I don't know if you have a Power 5 uh, situation anymore. You might have you know, a Power 4. Uh, and you know, does that make the playoff scenario easier? Easier, right? I mean, think about it now. You got a Final Four, but you have this quote-unquote Power Five conferences. Oh, and by the way, one of them is usually eliminated within the first uh, uh, ten days of the season because of of a lot. It, it's you know, the, the Pac-12's been on the outside looking in mainly over the last few years because they can't get over uh, an early season inter uh, inter uh, conference loss. Uh, to one of the other Power Five schools, and we wind up because the SEC is so strong, they wind up uh, in the best position to have at least uh, you know one, but certainly two teams in there. So, a, lot, a lot's going to happen between uh, now and uh, 2025 or sooner. Uh, but between the 
the the revamping of these conferences, especially the SEC and the expansion of the playoff. It's going to be listen. It's going to, it's not going to affect betting. Is only going to increase because you're going to have more high profile games. And uh, from a betting perspective, I think uh, it it's going to continue to increase. Well, the one thing I would always hope in, you know, expand the playoff thing. But I, you kind of touched on it. I would love for if you want to call him the little guy, where the big teams always duck out on these guys. And, and as you alluded to, yeah, like a Boise State or a Cincinnati or whoever it is that year, uh, uh, maybe a um, – who am I thinking of? Uh, down in Conference, uh, USA. You, you see, you uh, see, uh, yes, thank you. Central Florida, that's who I was thinking. Those kind of teams have no wiggle room, you know, but that doesn't mean they aren't really, really good football teams. And it would be fun to see the little guy get one kick at it and not – you know, like you said, no margin for error whatsoever during right. the year. Well, you, you're going you know, to keep an eye on you. You mentioned Cincinnati, Bryce. So Cincinnati's going to be favored in every one of their their conference games this year. All right, it's a program on the rise, and they've got two games this year that that are outside of the conference that are going to be big games for them. Uh, Indiana, I think they have a bye between Indiana and Notre Dame. If they run the table. <laughs> there's good, there's a strong possibility they're going to be in the, they have to be in the conversation right i mean and it's not going to be enough to just say okay you're going to play on new year's day uh i i think that cincinnati this year is that team that people are going to be talking about if they especially if they win those two games um you know i mean obviously the other games in the in the in the power five conferences are going to take place but you're going to have a you know a Right off the bat, when you when you look at it, look at some of the some of the games that we're talking about too. Right off, in the first weekend of the season, I mean, you got Georgia and Clemson, right? That uh, that are gonna that are gonna play each other uh, with Clemson uh, as a you know four point favorite now. You got LSU and UCLA. You got Alabama and Miami. So these are games that you know that need to happen. But if Cincinnati runs the table and they and that would include wins against Indiana and Notre Dame. Boy oh boy, you know, you're going to say what? You're going to put two teams from the SEC in ahead of them cuz one of those teams is going to have at least a loss. It's going to be interesting to see. But well, the expanded Stevie playoff I, is going to be great for the for for business too. There's no doubt. Stevie and I were talking about it's kind of a wish list thing. Uh years back we talked about this. It, it would be awesome if they could employ at least a, a, the mindset of a March Madness mentality and that you actually had a big tournament leading up to the championship game, Vinny, which would mean the Independence Bowl gets a great matchup or the Liberty Bowl gets a great matchup. I mean, maybe yeah. down the road someday. That would be awesome. Well, I think a 12-team playoff kind of gets you for football, right? Right when you think about it, yeah. right? You know, and then the top four seeds have a home game. Um, you know, I'm surprised that they went from, or they're considering at least, and it's probably going to happen. You know, we were hoping that it would go to six or eight games, but the fact that it's going to go to 12, I think, you know, kind of gets you where you're you're talking about going. Um, and you know, I, I mean, dealing with the bowls and all now, well, well, make the bowl games uh, uh, the the you know the playoff games, having part of it. There's going to be so many changes coming up, but the thing about it is. All these changes are not going to negatively impact the betting aspect of it. Betting is going to continue to expand. All these games are going to be on TV. And, uh, you know, that's why college football in particular, where, you know, when I got into this business 40 years ago, it was NFL by a 4 or 5 to 1 ratio. Well, now when you look at it, 
with football being uh, about between 50 and 60 percent of the business here in the state of Nevada on an annual basis, uh, college and pros are about 50-50 right now. So uh, college football is only going to expand, you know, no matter how they, they make the, what changes come uh, come down the pike. Okay, Vin, our friends at Oasis, 4955 South Decatur, Gone Gaming, the give back, the, uh, the promotions for the players, it's a great place. We invite people coming in from out of town. Swing by there. You'll see so many people from the sports wagering industry, the food, the drink, everything's great. Basically, come off the strip, go by the Orleans, next block, turn left, it's right there. But, Vinny, fantasy football's coming, the banquet room. And I tell people from afar, man, hey, here's not, it's not a crazy thought. Come on in for a four-day weekend and do your fantasy football draft here. That's a boy. Yeah, nice yeah, nice and uh, uh, quiet. We just uh, redid, uh, in fact, I was uh, with one of our IT guys. They redid uh, the back room in terms of uh, uh, more screens, more TVs, uh, even bumped up the Wi-Fi that was in there. It's great. You know, we were in there a awesome. couple of weeks ago, Brian. We had our uh, uh, British Open draft, and, uh, of course, it was just an excuse <laughs> to get together and uh, hoist a few. Amen. And, uh, so, there you go. You know. It was good. Uh, it was good. And so, yeah, bro, you want to, you know, football's here now. Teams are reporting, uh, including Aaron Rodgers, uh, obviously, by the way. And Green Bay Packers are now back as the NFC North favorites. So, uh, uh, and, and to anybody that got the Packers in week one, plus <laughs> a, plus some points uh, at New Orleans, you're in a great spot now because you are uh, in a they're, great they're spot. the new favorites. Vin up against the clock, pal. You're the All best. Right, guys. Thank you. We'll do it again Always next good. week. Back to Vegas in a moment. We are SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blesson, Stevie Slapshot. Along the Sports Grid Radio Network, Scott Frail, 4 p.m. Eastern. Cam and Gabe a little later on today. Got to track Cammy down. I think we're going to have to do another Light the Lamp podcast after free agency, and we'll get that out for you, which is always good fun. So, a lot of stuff's going on in hockey in the last 20 minutes. Before that, the Olympics go on. Simone Biles, how about that? Yeah. Then with the... U.S. Olympic team. I love this stuff. I don't know. I, I'm i easily amused, I guess. But I found myself, I watched both men and women's triathlons. Last night I was watching mountain bike racing, of all things. That course was unbelievable what these guys had to do. I'm glad softball's back in. I mean, that's a realistic sport. Now, by the way, the golf tournament tees off Thursday. Funny that golf was never, you think of some of the gimmicky things that have been in there forever. The golf tournament should be really good, and these guys embrace that. I mean, honestly, think about it. Justin Rose is, yeah, he's a U.S. Open winner, but he is, as of today, the only Olympic 
gold medal winner in golf. So I think the golf tournament will actually be pretty good. Look forward to that. I could watch the golf. I'm, not, I'm generally not. I don't know what happened to the Olympics with me. When I was a kid, I, I used to watch and, and loved it. It doesn't hold the same attraction for me, but I'll watch the golf. The thing I've got to find out, because God bless her, and this is no lie, and I'm, you know, I'm biased, but this is a, no joke. I was chasing my wife of 40 years, and well, in, in high school, she was the best high school field hockey player in Wilkes-Barre in northeastern Pennsylvania. I the athletes are great. Oh, no, she was vicious. She ran. <laughs> oh, no, she ran like a reindeer and played like a power forward. <laughs> it was get out of my way. <laughs> and then she played college, and, you know, Field hockey, I, I'm searching to find out when does the field hockey start because it goes sequentially, right? We get a lot of the pool stuff. The track and field hasn't even started yet, right? So you have segments of this stuff. So the one thing I, I got to find out because she'll watch that is the field hockey. NBC Sports Internet site's got to have a schedule for you, Brian. Yeah, no, no, it's, gotta, it's me. All right. But I'm watching all this nonsensical stuff, but I really do kind of enjoy it. <sighs> Part of it is... Although a lot of these guys make money now, but there is there's a purity to it. It's sports for the most part, for sports sake. Forget the IOC and the money grab and, and the corruption and all that garbage. Speaking of money, so with, with Biles uh, withdrawing, how much money is lost for NBC there? The viewership has to be down oh, a whole bunch. Well, I think the one thing that really impacts dollars and viewing habits i've made no bones about this you know me i mean i'll scream and yell at anybody tells me the result of something i want to go home and watch it i don't want to know the result you can do it i can't i i cannot stand watching well, most anything people, I'm, i i seem to be the one outlier on that of all the people that i know um most people do not want to know the result so the rub is my dvr is at two percent you know, it's like I've, I've got, I've literally, I've got right now 20 hours still at is least. It smoking? Of, it is, it's smoking. <laughs> that I've got all this stuff to watch. But it's the time that, you know, everything's happening overnight here. Right. And that's the rub. So then I think the gymnastics stuff, like the, like the gymnastics, I've, for argument's sake, I haven't watched virtually any. I've scanned through it bits and pieces. Any of the gymnastics because I know what's happening. The beauty of shooting and archery and mountain biking and the try you could hide from that stuff. Right. Well, it, I was just going to say it's kind of a sign of the times, though, too. Remember when they, they used to play the Notre Dame football games on Sunday morning on a replay, right? Because no one had seen the Notre Dame football game. And so it's like new to them to watch it on Sunday morning. Can you imagine that now? I mean, we well, know we're old enough now. that when we grew up, it was ABC, NBC, CBS, and PBS. That was all you got. You had four channels. And there was one and there game was an a week. NBA game of the week. Correct. On Sunday afternoon. And then you watched the game, and then you ran to the park, took your basketball, and copied and did, the guy. And you didn't know, like... ESPN's got a baseball game on every night now. You didn't know what happened during the week. Oh, no. That's right. All right. There's more stuff in hockey. Ready? Ready. Ovechkin signs a five-year deal. Wow. $47.5 million. 
So he's sixth in the NHL with 730 goals. So now the contract's in place. The chase is on to see if he can get Gretzky. He's going to get doable. Gold. I think he's I mean, you know, I think four. I, I got to do the exact math, but I think something in you know, averaging 40, 40s, about right. 40s get him close. Yeah. I th- I, and I, I think he will get close. He's, he, he's got a fire now. You know what? It's, it's unbelievable to me. Um, Trotz goes into Washington and, and like, turns this guy around. The, 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 you could see it was there, but he wasn't as mean and nasty and physical as after Trotz got there. And, and, and it sparked him. And he's a different guy now. And, and why, why Washington let Trotz go is, is beyond me. But I, I think there's a fire now with Ovechkin. I, I think before, you know, he was obviously a fantastic talent. But I, but I think he just knew how good he was, and he would just step on the ice and did what he did. Now there's a fire there now, Brian, that I, that I don't remember before. And I think he's going to get really close to Gretzky. He's 164 shy of Gretzky. So. I think he's going to get close. I think he's going to get close. So, actually, he's like more like 35 goals a year. Yeah. It's, that, it's, it's not going to be And the easy. way he plays. Yeah. I, again, I, I, think, I, I think he'll get close. But, you know, father time gets us all. So, that, so it's... Yeah, but honestly, even on the back end, and you're right, you got to stay injury-free. But even on the back end, when the skills are just diminishing, mm-hmm. the one thing that won't is the one-timer. Yeah, that's correct. So, he can get, he can get, he can get 20... That's Just correct. playing the off wing of the power play, wouldn't you think? All right. No, that's fine. But now, what? how about the Capitals going forward? If they have to make some changes, again, come salary cap or whatever, he may not be playing with the same players. He may not get all oh, the opportunities he's getting now. Uh, no? Oh, no, no, the same players. He's, he's retiring there. Now, this I, means I, he's I understand, retiring. I understand that. But what if Yo, the yeah. team changes around him a little bit? And the, well, and the, the guy, listen, I mean, you think about the guys, they're not spring chickens, Backstrom, and these guys that have been setting right, them up. Right. But that doesn't mean Washington couldn't get a, some new young stud they, that, that so, maybe even enhances it. Correct. It could it go, could go the other way. It could, it could go either way. We will see. I think he'll get close, Brian. Vancouver waived Holtby, the goaltender. But this is a good signing after the trade with Arizona. They signed Connor Garland five years it's like twenty four point twenty four million, high okay. twenty four million. It's like four point nine five a year. That's a bargain. I think that kid's going to be really good. Yeah, I've always liked Garland. I, the Vancouver made out, man. They, so these such deals a bad year for them last year. They, but Garland's an up and comer. That that's a good yes, deal. he is. And well, Arizona's in tank mode. True. Arizona's in uh, tank mode. Obviously. There's a kid. What's his name? Shane Wright. Yeah. Whatever is it? This is stud coming well, out. Dennis next year. told us. Dennis Bernstein told us yesterday. Not not just next year's draft. The draft after mm-hmm. that, they're looking to get both uh, first guys. Um, what, yeah, what but about I think the rule. I think the rules are changing that you can't win the lottery back to back years. Oh, okay. I think that's about to kick in. All right, so they'll get number one and number two. And then the Blues, who had traded for Butchnevich, signed him four years, twenty three point two million. I mean, it makes no sense to. Trade for these guys if you're not going to lock them up. Uh, lock them up. Paul Stastny stays with Vancouver one year, three point seven five. Stastny where Winnipeg? Uh, did I say did I say Vancouver? Vancouver? Forgive me. He's staying in Winnipeg. Okay. Sorry uh, about that. 
That's fine. 3.75 when, was it two years ago, here he was making six. Yeah. But, but a good uh, player. Yeah, I mean, no, that's no, no. a good signing for I'll, Winnipeg. I'll take him at that price. Absolutely. Well, Winnipeg's got to get her defenseman. Yes, they do. Let's say Fleury goes to Chicago. What do you think about that team now? Seth Jones, Fleury's your goaltender. Uh, Taves, hopefully, back. They've got some really good young forwards, in my opinion. And, and then, obviously, Kane. How, how far can they go, Brian, do you think, if, if Fleury's their goaltender? Oh, I think they can win a lot of games. Yeah. Doc's a good young player. Yes. Well, well then Taves is back. Right. Blue line's a little sketchy. A little, but Jones helps him. Oh, no, I'm sorry. But Jones, yeah. Jones, though, is one of these guys. I don't recommend it, but he's capable of playing 32 minutes a night. Yeah. I think Fleury, I, let's get by the punch to the gut here. Uh-huh. I don't think he's retiring. I, I, I think I, he goes look, at some point here. That's kind of, that was kind of that's what I was kind of leading up to. He he can win in Chicago with well, that. The point team. is, yes, if he wants to, he keeps climbing that ladder. Correct. I would not rule out him winning at least. It's an eighty-two game schedule. You don't want to run him into the ground. So say he plays fifty-five. Would be optimum. Say even if he plays sixty, you know what I think he's, the, lo- he's looking at you know a thirty-one season at least. You know what I think the tough part is Brian. I I think the wife and kids probably would stay here, and he would. He That's would, in fact, I had a couple, bunch of phone calls this morning. I know when I walked in, you were on the phone and we're talking yeah, to all yeah. kinds of people. That absolutely could be. They love it here mm-hmm. um, for one year. You know, he pops into Chicago and, and, and plays maybe the family stage because he basically is on the last year of his deal. Right. But that but that's a tough decision for him, right? You know, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to leave the kids. He, he, he lives in Chicago but by himself. But I don't think – I don't believe – you're right, though. No, you're not – I would not believe – see, this is the one thing we don't – you know me, I've gotten better at this. Since we've been doing this stuff, I really do think of these guys as people as opposed to chess pieces. I could not see Flurry uprooting his family to go to Chicago when he's sitting there. It's a one-year deal. When life is over, he either wants to live here, Quebec, and I would not rule out Pittsburgh. Correct. Where he is every bit as beloved as he is I, here. I, I bet so, he's got a house in each one of those three cities. So, see, I thought... It was kind of incumbent on Vegas to do the guy a solid, especially not let it end this way, where Pittsburgh was a kind of a no-brainer if you could have found a way to get him there. Right. But Bowman in Chicago says, look, man, we just got the Vesna Trophy winner. He helps our team. I, Bo- Bowman may have contract issues again. They basically him, gave but... him a one-year kick at it with this guy. Yeah, but I, I, I like what Bowman's done. With that Chicago Blackhawks team here in the last couple of years. They're a contender. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We always hooked you up with the injury report at the end of hour number one. And hour number two, one of our dear friends, Tony Neville from Treasure Island, is going to be popping up, joining us in studio. So Stevie's got the pen, paper, and the eraser out. I got a couple. Injury report coming up next. Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 204, Sportsbook Radio Network. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's Dr. Stevie. The Injury Report, Vegas Sportsbook Radio have at it. All right, we'll start Major League Baseball, and in fact, we're going to end there. It's all Major League Baseball, Brian. The Brewers, this just happened. Kristen Yelich is being placed on the COVID list. Even though Yelich fully vaccinated, he has tested positive for COVID, so he's going to miss some games. For the New York Mets, Jacob DeGrom, forearm. Are you hurt? He threw on the side a couple of days ago. He's going to throw on the side again in another couple of days. And if that goes well, he'll go down to AAA for a rehab assignment, and then he may be back. The Los Angeles Angels, Mike Trout with the calf. He was feeling some weird sensations in there. He went to the doctor yesterday. The doctor said everything looks good, but they're going to slow him down in his rehab. So he's going to be out even longer. His teammate, Anthony Rendon. Hospital, trash can. Also is not close. Probably another two to four weeks for Rendon. For Houston, Alex Bregman. Quad injury. He is on a AAA rehab. He started it last night. Um, they're hoping he'll be down there for a week to 10 days and then back with the Astros. That's it, Brian. We could turn the injury segment into we could have side bets. As to who's the poor guy, injured guy that gets the Wiley Coyote treatment from Chris Babona. <laughs> Got the Acme sign on his jersey off the cliff. Every night, every Saturday, rather, when we watch the game, how does he get back up? (laughs) Talk about heart. (laughs) Wiley Coyote has character. He's good in the locker room, too. All right, Tony Neville's good in the studio, and that's where he's going to be when we come back on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. 